Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all our South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace and I'm here in studio with my team member, Mary Baker. Hello. Hi, I'm multitasking here. (laughs) Sharon McNamara will be joining us shortly. um, And we also will have somebody from the WATD News Center, almost a traffic center, but Mm -hmm. at least it's not doing this. uh, News Center, um, you know, sort of ringing in here and giving an update on what's going on over in Situate. Um, So... If if I get interrupted, it is it is for we're a good, just on the fly today. Update. <laughs> um, but tonight we are going to be talking about um, are we seeing a slowdown? Oh, Ben, I can hear you. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about are we seeing a slowdown? So there are some things that are happening with our team, with our office, with the sort of with whole the industry. industry as a whole that is bringing up this. Uh, topic tonight. Um, I know we continuously every week talk about how crazy it is, and um, just like everything else, some you know it can it can turn in a moment. So um, we're going to be ca- talking about you know are we seeing a slowdown, and we're going to give our bold predictions from our team. We'll go around myself, Sharon, and Mary. We'll be talking about what we predict for the next six months because now we um, just six finished. Months? That's a lot. <laughs> we just finished second quarter of this year. Um, you know, Crazy. in real estate, you know, the office part of me is uh, we, I, I split the office into, into four parts. So uh, we're, we're done with the second part um, and we'll be doing, you know, mid-year numbers um, and sort of seeing where we are compared to last year or even the year before, because last year was unpredictable. And yet we had an awesome year, not only as a team, but as an office. Um, and I personally feel like we're crushing it this year too. So (laughs) thanks for the vote of confidence. Yeah. I had a conversation with uh, Sharon this morning about some of the things that, you know, I'll be doing, um, you know, adding on to this task about, you know, comparing numbers um, and sort of see where we're, where we're at as an office this year um, compared to, to last year. And, um, you know, we're, we're up. 
We are up. But let's sort of jump into this. I know we're going to be interrupted. So, Ben, feel free. Okay, perfect. Well, Ben, take it away. We're going to turn it over now to Christine James live in the WATD news booth. Thank you very much, Ben. We're just getting confirmation sent out from the district attorney's office that it was a fatality today. That someone did drown in Situate. They're starting with a press conference. Lenny Rowe, you're down there at the uh, emergency center. Have they gotten started? Yes, the, uh, they just finished the press conference, Christine. Town Administrator Jim Boudreaux says that a man drowned after jumping off of the Edward Foster Road Bridge here near a downtown situate between St. Mary's and Peggotty Beach. He, the man was a landscaper working nearby him, and I think it was a crew of three that they said um, jumped off the bridge into the water. The man was located about 80 feet away. He was transported to the hospital, but he has since been pronounced dead. Um, the U.S. Coast Guard says that around 2.45, they started receiving calls for the man who who went missing um he did not resurface so he was located about an hour later um and as town administrator jim boudreaux said that it was 80 feet away people they tell they say that there's signs posted on the bridge that people should not jump off of it in the area there the water is 8 to 15 feet deep with swells the man was located 80 feet away because of the swell but um fortunately the situation turned tragic here in situate um the town administrator confirms that um, a man working as a landscaper nearby has passed away. But for now, in situate, Lenny Rowe, WATD News. Thank you very much, Lenny. Of course, no name has been released yet of that victim, but it just brings uh, the story to an end that started this afternoon when we had reports that somebody might be in the water. Um, Christine James in the WATD Newsroom. Now back to the Cole crew there with Sharon McNamara right here. 95.9 WATD. Oh. Yeah, it's so sad. I didn't is. know that. It, I didn't know that that was going on. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're moving and grooving all day, you're not really looking at the news. But I heard a little snippet of it, and it's just awful, awful. It sure um, is. And ladies, we are back. Oh, okay. Yes, <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> we know. Um, all right. So, Mary, you'll have to finish your story. But Facebook could hear what Mary started to say about being well, in the I, physical. Oh, geez. So I was just saying that. Um, at the very top of the show, the first thing that I thought of when you're like, oh, this market is so crazy. This is, um, and we've been talking about it for several months or several shows now that like, it's just fast and furious and, you know, it's a total seller's market and things are going crazy over asking open houses are, um, intense and, you know, people are waiving contingencies. So yes, we're on the radio show when we're talking about all of that. But the other day I'm sitting in the doctor's office getting my yearly physical and he's known me now for a good 12, 13 years. And he looks at me, he goes, so are you, can I ask, are you still in real estate? And I said, um, I sure am. <laughs> I sure am. He goes, I, in my head, he said, that's probably why you drink a lot, but that's not what he said. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in all reality, he was like, wow, this market is just nuts. Yeah. Isn't it? And I'm like, it, it like, that's what the consumer out there. So we're out here saying it, right? You know, yeah. and nobody has a better term or a better way to describe this market than like crazy yeah. and nuts. And like, wh what is going on? I feel like at some point we should do another show about like, uh, like, what does this really mean? Like, like real estate lingo type of yeah. thing. It's like, oh, the market's hot. It was like, what does that really mean? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to people who are in the industry selling their house or whatever? Mm -hmm. That's um, a good idea. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm. I'm full of them. I'm full of them. 
Um, all right. So let's do sort of like a market update. So are we seeing, and this is a, a great question for you. We'll start off with the buyers because you work primarily with their buyers. I mean, you're a listing agent on the team as well, but um, let's sort of shift the focus to buyers. I feel like I'm getting tonight. interviewed right Share. now. I don't know. I don't know. How I know. I well, I'm standing this. too. And you know what? I don't know if it's good or bad for my feet because they're falling asleep. So what does that say? I should probably get a physical and don't tell me that I need to lose weight. Um <laughs> Um, all right. So the, the, I feel like the focus is always on, um, on sellers. So let's shift the focus a little bit and do it, do it on buyers. Okay. Mary, look at your face all lit up. If you're watching us, uh, live on Facebook, we're live on Sharon Costa McNamara's, uh, Facebook page and we've shared it everywhere. And I can see that Sharon is watching. Hello. Uh, Hello from, I think across the street. Um, (laughs) But okay, let's 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 shift here. So, are we seeing a change in showings? So, are your buyers still seeing multiple properties at a time? What what are your buyers doing in regard to scheduling their showings? Are they making time in mm-hmm. order to to see them? Are they going on the weekends? What's sort of an update with with where the buyers are at? I'm uh, so pleasantly surprised in the open house attendance because so it's seeming like the open house trend is kind of getting back to where it used to be. So in regard to a buyer going to a buyer going to an open house, because for a while we were seeing that appointments needed to be made for these two hour window open houses. So say you had an open house from like 12 to two Mm -hmm. and you were making like a 15 minute appointment to get your time slot and not, you know, almost some buyers being denied to even go in if they didn't have a time slot. So it was kind of like by appointment only open houses, which I kind of thought was crazy. Um, So from that perspective, it's really nice to see that buyers can just attend open houses if they need to, Mm -hmm. if they want to. Um, Private showings, I'm still seeing that it's really difficult to get in. A lot of people are still doing the no showings until the open house Mm -hmm. and they're still kind of Wild. Hold, holding to that and then not allowing time after the open house or time before the open house for buyers to really get in. And it's ma- yeah. it definitely is limiting that buyer pool. Um, I, yeah, I definitely, I, I don't like that trend. Yeah. But also I, I'm not seeing as much inventory. Like at first, um, maybe... And I would say mid-June, it was like, oh, things were coming on. And, you know, we're starting to feel like an uptick in Mm -hmm. the amount of listings. And I think, yes, that's still true. We're still better than we were several months ago. Yeah. Um, But we've slowed down in the grand scheme of things. Ooh, thunder. Thunder. Mira thunder. We've slowed down in the grand scheme of new listings hitting the market. And that also... (laughs) You just put on three last week. (laughs) (laughs) But, but it's also the time of year. Too. Yeah. So like we would naturally, no matter what, we would be feeling this same kind of slowdown in a normal market. Mm-hmm. We always tend to see like when the kids get out of school. Well, it's Fourth of July. Fourth of July weekend. People are going on vacation. This is, this feels probably the most normal to me out of the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> like this time right now. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Every once in a while you need a, a sort of a breather. Yeah. You know, so, you know, are, do you think that your buyers and I'm jumping ahead, but are your buyers feeling fatigued? I very much so. So, so one thing that I've noticed over the past couple of weeks is that this, okay. So the grand schema is the market slowing down. 
yes, I think it is. I think mm-hmm. buyers are out there and kind of just fed up. They, they're they hearing what the industry is saying in, in general, that like now is a very difficult time to buy. They they know that we in Massachusetts only have like two months of really nice weather. Mm-hmm. So they want to go on vacation. They want to go to the beach. They don't want to spend their weekends getting their heart broken or, you know, um, just be all consumed over the summer. So a lot of them are kind of saying, you know, we're just going to take the summer off, enjoy it, see, maybe save up some money, see what the fall brings. And I'm not going to give my bold prediction, but it will go into that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, and even what this little slowdown that we're feeling right now has been really good for is actually the buyers out there that have the home sale contingencies. Mm -hmm. Um, so, or this, or home sale contingencies, suitable housing clauses, all of that. I'm seeing those buyers have a much better opportunity up against now that we're not seeing 20 offers on a property, we're seeing five mm-hmm. or six. Mm-hmm. So the the rate at You're which your head out for oh sorry, but that's okay. I'm you going on a rant. I know. I'm getting nervous by by all the thunder. I know. I didn't know it was going to rain or thunder like that. Oh, Dexter. Oh yeah, I'm thinking about my baby oh. at home. Guys, um, I don't have a real baby. I have a I have a fur baby. But he he is a big like, baby, though. He does not like the thunder. No, he doesn't. Um, but okay. So, as a listing agent, uh, you know, are you seeing the amount of showings on your listings go down? Do yeah. you, have you seen a difference in that? Definitely. Um, so, as you've said, we put on three new listings just last week. So last Wednesday, thir- Wednesday and Thursday, we put three new properties on: two in Pembroke um, and one in Plymouth. And while we were, so the two in Pembroke are under agreement now, um, and we did get multiple offers on them and had several showings, the rate at which we had those showings was nowhere near it what it yeah. was several weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So several weeks ago, the phones would have been ringing off the hook. We wouldn't have even like been able to keep up almost. Yeah. It's like that fast, furious frenzy. Yeah. This was very manageable. They kind of trickled in maybe one or two a day. And it was good because I know at least two, but are all three of them um, vacant? Yes. Yeah. So easy to show. Very easy to show. Very easy to show. So it was... You know, the price point, in my opinion, is is something that we don't see a lot here in Pembroke. So we had, um, you know, BB Lane that was listed for two ninety nine, Redwood Circle that was listed for three seventy five. That's become a smaller pocket in our area. So I personally anticipated that we would have a lot of traffic, mm-hmm. but timing of the year wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe even demographically, the size of the houses are a little bit um, well, smaller. That's what I was going to say. For at least all three of them, they're they're a very specific market. Very true. Very true. So BB Lane is a one bedroom. Yeah. Um, you know, which is perfect for one or two people. Um, you know, so that's a that's a very specific demographic. Um, Redwood, it's two bedroom ranch. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a very specific like starter home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and then the 55 and over community, that's a specific yeah. <laughs> demographic, you yeah. know? So it, 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 that is a factor as well. So mm-hmm. it's also the, the inventory that's going on the market right now. Yeah. So it's the properties that are vacant because a, they've either, you know, something has gone on in the lives of the people who own them where it's time to sort of move on and, mm-hmm. and let go of these properties. Um, 
or you know it's just they've they've already found somewhere else to live yeah absolutely um so it's good to it's good to see um it's good to see the 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 first time or the right size or demographic have opportunities mm -hmm. as well because we have been seeing a lot of the four to five to six you know that middle range um buyer demographic a lot yeah um so let's move on to open houses are you are you still are open houses still happening? Are you, what are you seeing traffic wise? Yeah, I think open houses are definitely still happening. Um, for a while, we were seeing Saturday, Sunday, you know, mm -hmm. two, two to three yeah. hours, Saturday, Sunday. I'm seeing now that we're kind of going into maybe just a Sunday or maybe just a Saturday, only two hours. Um, kind of almost back to kind of how it was, mm -hmm. you know, how it was maybe in not even 2020, but 2019 before COVID. You would do usually one open house a weekend, and and yeah. you know take it from there. I, yeah. I I have noticed recently that open house attendance is definitely not as strong, but it also it will depend on the property. Yeah, the property itself. Yeah, I um I do this spreadsheet for our office every oh, week yeah. about you know how many people came to your open house, and I also put in there you know what the price point was, what time you did it because that also matters. Mm -hmm. And Sharon was even talking about it um, last week when she was trying to figure out when she should do each of her open houses. So she was going to do one from ten to twelve and one to one to three. So which demographically which house worked for that time? Yeah. Um, so that sort of goes into the strategy of figuring out you know, when you're going to be doing the open houses, mm -hmm. um, are you going to be doing them Saturday and Sunday? You're going to do a commuter open house on the, at night or anything like that. I don't remember where I was going with that, but <laughs> at least I said something. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember what you just said. Right no, there. well, we were talking about the open house number. So where, oh, where yeah, are you yeah. seeing? So my spreadsheet. So if there's sort of just been all over the place. And so like, I can't, you can't even, you can't, I even, can't even predict it. Yeah, I can't even come up with a reason why. It's like, you know, you would think that a million people would show up to a price point like 375 in Pembroke, but the attendance wasn't wasn't low, but we still had, you know, a good amount of showings and got multiple offers on it. So it's, it, there's no right rhyme or reason mm -hmm. to it. I know we try to come up with like these great reasonings, mm -hmm. but why, you know, behind why we, you know, got this, this and that, but you know, at the end of the day, it's just so unpredictable. I, I think that price range has gotten beaten up over the past six yeah. months. So like one, there hasn't been a ton of ton for them to look at um, across like all Plymouth County, Norfolk County. There hasn't been, you know, a huge, um, you know, huge inventory for properties under 400,000. Yeah. So one, I think they've gotten beat up and they're kind of, whenever they're going out for something, they're competing against um, 20, 30, 40 people that they're just kind of tired, you know, they're, they're fatigued and they're just wanting to enjoy their summer. That's, that's the best reason I have for it. Cause there's, I mean, I'm working specifically with three or four buyers that are in that range, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I I agree with everything that you just said. <laughs> um, so I love that you laugh when you get nervous. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of like I don't know how to. Well, you know what, so everybody, I am nervous because I am going to be out of the office. Oh. No. 
zip it. I'm going to be out of the office for three days. So I am pretty nervous. And then one of our agents just texted me about something that's being moved. And I'm like nervous now. I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, so if I'm anybody wants to, to call in and tell Melissa attack. it's okay that she can have, a, that she can go away for a couple of days, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, yeah. If anybody can just let me know. The printer guy today told me that I could go away. So <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> Everything will be just fine. Everything will be just fine. I'm just having a panic attack right now. Um, Okay, so we we talked about our agents doing open houses both days. I really don't think that it's necessary. Um, do you think as a listing agent, are, are people attending, the, are buyers attending their open houses with their agents or are they just going without them? I'm finding more that they're just going, which mm-hmm. which is fine. Mm-hmm. Like Truthfully, that's, again, that's how it was back in 2019. I mean, we... Yeah. We didn't matter. It was send your clients. We honor all relationships. Like we want an opportunity to meet your clients. And if you put in an offer of face-to-face, you know, of course we would love the agents to all be able to attend um, so that they can have eyes on the house when they're putting in offers on these houses. But realistically, it's, you know, the agents who are out there and probably not most, um, I'll say most that are not attending the open houses, probably because they have an open house that weekend themselves. Or, yeah. Or, and they do tend to all kind of fall within the same time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I did. So um, I, I did Franklin Street in Halifax and I would say uh, out of the 13 groups that we had, only one agent came through. Everybody else were buyers just looking for themselves. And that was perfectly fine. I'm totally <laughs> cool with that. My, totally aunt, good. my aunt must be listening because she just texted me, the place won't burn down without you. You deserve to go away. So thanks. <laughs> so now my aunt and the printer guy <laughs> and everybody and, here and everybody really at has, the office. Everyone has told me to go away. I will go away. I am going away. I'll just have a panic attack until I get there. Um, but yeah, I'm going to Newport for a couple of days. If anybody has any suggestions, of what to do, where to Why go. Why tell people where you go and they're going to go find you. Are you Melissa Wallace from Talk Real Estate Roundtable? Oh, yeah, listen to you on the radio. Can I have your <laughs> autograph? <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's great about the open house. So, and I actually talked to, to my cousin earlier. So I've been showing my cousin a couple condos um, on the weekends and mainly because none of the places that I have shown her, they have done open houses. None of them. All condos though, right? Yeah. So actually one did a commuter one on a Friday and that was it. Like every other one is just like, nope, just showings, which is totally fine because I obviously like, like you, you want to be able to see it, but uh, it's like, uh, okay. Like, but I know you guys such a, it's such a regular thing for us to do an open house that it, it, it is kind of strange, but we, we used to always say like open houses really don't necessarily sell houses, mm-hmm. you know, because the buyers who are interested and are out there, they are going to have an agent. They're going to be actively working. They're going to be actively looking. So when your house comes up, they're going to have their agent calling them. Those are the serious ones. Those, yeah. You know, by sometimes by not doing an open house, you eliminate your pool of looky-loos, so to speak, or the ones that aren't quite serious. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if you're, I don't know, I'm, I'm a two prong approach type person, yeah. you know, allow yeah. it for private showings and, and do the open house. Yeah. Um, 
Um, all right, so let's sort of talk about the inventory then. Have you seen a change in the inventory, what's on the market? So whether it's the amount of new listings, yeah, a price change, have you seen mm. a price change lately? Mm-hmm. Anything that's come back on market, properties that have gone under agreement, whether it's taken them a long time or it's still pretty quickly, what are you sort of seeing with those? Um, so the rate at which new properties are coming on is definitely less over the past probably two weeks than it has been previously. Um, and the rate of price adjustments are definitely higher, which is interesting. So Sharon and I were actually having a conversation about this recently and Mel, you might've even been there. Um, but we were talking about with the pro- with properties coming on at a higher price point and then seeing that they're taking these price adjustments after a week it's we've been talking for weeks now how we're kind of in this limbo area where we are we were where houses were selling quite high and were going under agreement quite high but they hadn't actually sold yet um, and bought age or not agents and sellers were kind of trying to predict where the market was going and what the emotional value for a buyer was going to be so that they could appropriately price the house and it seems like a lot of sellers or or, or um, agents might have been overshooting the mark a little bit um, and kind of overpricing the house. So the theory that you can't overprice your house still does not exist. That is not a thing. You most certainly can overprice your house, um, but overpricing and then nobody coming through or them not getting the response that they were looking for over you know the first couple of days and taking these adjustments so that they mm-hmm. don't miss the market entirely. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's it's, interesting to see that I think um, sellers, again, everybody's hearing us say the market is crazy, the market is crazy. And then sellers are saying, all right, well, maybe I can get, you know, $600,000 for my two bedroom ranch, which no, you can't. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. Maybe, maybe one day, but well, it's interesting that you say that because every single condo that I have shown my cousin is still on the market. Yeah, every single one of them. Well, there's a big difference between single families and condos yeah. um, from a resale standpoint. And especially coming out of COVID, yeah. there's a lot of people coming out of condos or townhomes who want outdoor space or want privacy. Yeah, And the single family market is definitely stronger. Well, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the show about like open floor plants and how people are going to probably start to like Close not, it up. not go towards the whole open floor plan because being in your house for, you know, during quarantine made you realize that like, all there's right, nowhere to escape. there's nowhere <laughs> to put my desk, like without it being where I eat my breakfast or where I sleep, like there's no separation between those things. So you're literally bringing work to bed with you, um, which... It's never good. <clears throat> if I ever had my computer in my, or like a desk in my bedroom. Like I did during quarantine. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if I could handle it. I don't know if I would have been able to do that. Yeah. It's yeah like it staring hard. at my computer all day. Yeah. It's hard. Um, do you see a change in buyers? Yeah. Are they still buying with emotions? Uh, much more controlled emotions. Mm-hmm. So, and so you know, we're no longer seeing, or at least right now. So and when I say no longer, I'm really like, it's it's week to week, right? So this slowdown that we've seen has maybe been coming or been here for like two weeks, been coming for three-ish, but really here for two. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
the rate at which properties are going over asking is lower than it has been previously. Mm-hmm. So like if if a buy, if a seller was getting 110% sale to list price ratio, maybe now they're getting six yeah. or or three, somewhere around there. It's much more I think they understand buyers still want to give over asking to be appealing. Mm-hmm. Um but it's not 50, 60, 80, 100, 100 million, whatever. It's maybe 5,000. I mean, again, I, I, like it feels like 2019 a little, a little bit. It really does. Why? Because like, it's just a lot more. This feels, the, like I said, the most normal that we've been since 2019. You know, the market has... I'm not going to jinx myself and say the market stabilized because then I'm going to get a million calls tomorrow. But it just, it feels good. I feel like we needed a break. We needed, maybe this is a little bit of the reset that we needed. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens after the end of July. <laughs> after the end of July. I know, June, I mean, I cannot believe that tomorrow is the 30th of June. Like, how did that even happen? We blinked. Yeah. We blinked. How did that happen? I don't know. Where were you? I don't know. In your office upstairs. In my office upstairs. Um, are buyers still frustrated? Like, what? Yeah. How are their emotions right now? Um, yeah, I think yeah, I think the buyers who have been out there and kind of pounding the pavement, looking for a long time, they're they're certainly frustrated. I think a lot of them feel as if nothing is going to come on in their price range, or they're not going to be competitive enough. Um, you know, I have a buyer clients who have missed out several times and really for no good reason other than, you know, maybe an offer was a little bit higher than theirs or they needed help with closing costs and, you know, the sellers don't end up wanting to do that. We're being high. <laughs> um, but it's it's frustrating being denied time and time again because you're not the most financially stable of mm-hmm. the buyers. Mm-hmm. I mean, your finances at the end of the day will win you an offer every single time. Mm-hmm. And, and regardless of price, regardless of where you're, um, you know, waiving your home inspection, even if you're strong in your financing, it's incredibly appealing. So um, are you seeing buyers taking a break from house hunting? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, three of my clients are out on vacation right now. <laughs> one's in Utah, one's in Arizona. And I think the other one, um, they might be in Florida. Mm-hmm. Like they're just kind of, I'm, I'm saying it and they're enjoying the summer. They want, they, they want to get their heads back on straight and kind of just say, okay, maybe this wasn't the right time for me to jump in. And I don't want to be an emotional wreck all summer. I just want to have a good time and we'll see how the fall, what the fall is like. Yeah. You know, maybe it'll slow down. Maybe I'll have a better chance. Hi, Sharon. Hi. <laughs> I really, I was like watching you. So, um, yeah, we, I, we saw. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, I just figured I would come over and say hello before I leave for vacation. That's really, I'm only here to say hello. I'm, like, I'm, I'm leaving on vacation. I was just hello actually getting my nails listeners. done. So did you she, go with a new shape? 
I did, but I don't like it. So oh. we'll just have to wait. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just have to get used to it. But anyways, <laughs> you guys are doing a great job. Thanks. Um, so. I feel like I'm being interviewed. I'm, I'm like sitting up very tall, very straight. Mm. I'm like, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> you guys are doing a great job. Thanks. Did what? you have any WATD listeners uh, calling in tonight? Maybe? Uh, n- no calls. But if you want to call Ben at the studio, it's eight, uh, 781-837-4900. And he'll connect you to us. You can talk about anything that we're talking about. You can ask us any questions. You can wish us goodbye on our little <laughs> vacations. Um, or you can, you know, just just say hi. Yeah. Just say hi. Melissa's going on vacation too. So yeah. It will be fun. It will. Yeah. You, mi- you, you must you, have missed that part about the whole. She, <laughs> she announced <laughs> having she goes, I'm having an anxiety attack. I was like, can anyone call in and tell Melissa that it's going to be just fine? Yeah, um, be fine. Everything's okay, just so- fine. Thanks, Ben. So both of you now, um, do you see a change in the offers that you're either receiving or writing? Yeah. Yeah, I would would definitely say it's it's just more manageable. Like it's more, it's not, you have to waive your home inspection, waive your mortgage contingency, waive, um, you know, give them your firstborn child, name them, you know, after the sellers. That is definitely slowing like it's definitely slowing down and becoming a lot more manageable right now it's not to say that it won't pick up again but right now for all of those buyers who have been out there and kind of you know losing out because they might have some terms that aren't great now is probably the time for you to actually be really really looking instead of taking the break Mm -hmm. because um everybody had the same idea everybody kind of decided that they were going to step back so the the really comp- those really competitive offers, I don't think we're seeing as much of anymore or right now. I feel that way. I did two open houses last weekend and I noticed that, you know, people who liked the house and maybe they were looking at the top of their budget, they the response was, I'm not even gonna bother putting in an offer just because I know that I'm not gonna win. And I was like, Well, hold on, like yeah, right? because things yeah. are changing. So always throw your hat into the ring just to see if, you know, you are the one that gets it accepted. I mean, two weeks ago, we accepted an offer with a home sale contingency and the house hadn't even been put on the market yet. So these are things that were quote unquote normal for us to see in the past. It's just because of this craziness and recklessness that was going on Mm -hmm. that sort of caused that, you know, the emotional bidding. Yeah, I think the buyers mm -hmm. got beat up. And and I do agree with you, Mary. I think that there is buyer fatigue right now and that they just sort of want to take a break, which means the ones that do have, you know, my hairy leg syndrome, (laughs) those are the ones to sort of stay in the game because this is your time to kind of like mm -hmm. duke it out. Yeah, I feel like Mm -hmm. I feel like you got to get down in the trenches and it's the best opportunity that you might have to really Mm. grab onto something. Yeah. Yeah. We do have a question from Donna Bagney, who is a full time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate. She has also been here since day one. Mm -hmm. She's a she's an OG. Mm -hmm. Um, She she wants to know, how are you seeing the appraisal prices coming in um, with the all over bidding pricing Mm -hmm. going on? So things aren't appraising, but the problem is, I mean, that that isn't a problem. I mean, it is sort of a problem, but when we had all those multiple offers, it didn't matter because they were going, their loan to value ratio was so incredibly low that it didn't really matter. I think what we're going to see now, have you talked about bold predictions? I couldn't really hear everything. Yeah. So my bold prediction is that, and we've talked about this around the office, is that 
all of that emotional bidding that we had, that was emotional value. Um, those are now closing May and June. Mm -hmm. I'd say more of them in June are closing. And I think now when I'm comping a house to put that house on the market, I'm, I'm using that emotional value because it's sold. We can't tell that it didn't appraise. That's where my concern is. It's like, well, this house never appraised at 857. So something um, that I had heard last week actually is that there's a lot of appraisers out there who are kind of taking that to heart and mm. calling the listing agents of those properties and saying, hey, listen, did you have any issues with appraisals? Like, did this actually comp out? Or um, did you did the buyer have to come up with additional funds? Mm. Which I think is really responsible from the appraisal standpoint to kind of try and do that research on mm -hmm. the back end because there's really no way of us logging and or relaying that information via our MLS. So which without I'm, the appraisers kind of policing themselves. Yeah. And which I'm sort of surprised about because I feel like in MLS, we have so many things that we can enter. Like once the house is sold, I mean, Mary, you talked about it, I think last week, yeah. or you talked about it in the office. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got a warning from yeah, MLS yeah. because our the offer, I mean, our sale price was so far over the sale price, but I'm surprised that MLS doesn't have something in there where it says what was the appraised value do you think people would be honest though like because i was thinking did it appraise yes or no like everybody's gonna say yes or or it would be like a code of ethics <clears throat> thing with the agents you'd have to you know yeah but yeah, I, 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 was just, I was just gonna say i mean would you lie who would lie like if i mean well i, I know a lot of people don't put well see a lot of people don't put in like cash paid for upgrades uh -huh. um outside of closing or was there a seller concession uh -huh, and know? even like with the appraisals, like if something doesn't appraise, but like the buyer comes up with the cash, like the, and keeps the, the sale price the same as like, it's still going to be sold as the $50,000 over, mm -hmm. you know? So, and that's what I think we're saying too, is that that's why, like, think some of these are appraising a hundred thousand under. That's but crazy. the people who have the money are able to, they have that extra money. But is that really, truly the value of that house as we're looking at it as a sold? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. What I'm trying to say? Yeah. Because, and that's where I feel like maybe MLS should have another category in there that just says, what was the appraised value of this house? And that's what we should be comping houses at. Now I just feel we won't see as much emotional bidding as we did before or emotional value as we did before because now we're already high. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. I, from a buyer's perspective, you know, we had at, in April, May, we had a couple of properties that didn't appraise mm -hmm. um, for their sale price and buyer and seller were able to work it out and come to a middle term. Right now, it's almost like the market has caught up I haven't had any, I haven't seen any appraisal issues on, mm -hmm. on the buy side. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the appraisers are meeting even what that emotional value was, mm -hmm. but I have, to, I have to say our offers weren't excessively mm -hmm. like crazy, crazy over asking. Um, and that's still, what we're going to see. I don't think we're going to anymore. I think that this emotional value that we're in right now for comping out houses, we won't see much over. We won't see much over and we won't see many appraisal gaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I agree. Wow. Wow, ladies. Great mm -hmm. information for everybody. <laughs> um, I feel so, like I'm giving a PSA. Get out there. Yeah. Keep looking. So are you seeing you a difference in the number of offers that you're receiving? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. so less, more, less, less. Yeah, okay. definitely less. Mm-hmm. Are you writing less, Mary? Right now? Yeah. My, I, I, our buyers are, I mean, maybe I have three that are really, really still kind of pounding the pavement looking, mm-hmm. but otherwise they're kind of taking a lull. And, and we put two houses on the market this week, right? Three, Was it last three, week? Three. Last week? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we put three houses on the market last week. And I remember saying to you, Mary, at one point, I can tell things are slowing down based on how many showings mm-hmm. we're getting. Because we've always been the agents that have allowed showings before the open house, just to give people as much time as they need. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just came a little close. I'm not used to the new boom thing here. Boom and um, I noticed, you know, less showings, less people at the open houses. I mean, you do an open house report every week for our yeah, office, right? I, yeah, yeah, I talked about that. Um, <clears throat> you were probably in the car, but... Um, yeah, it just it's just there's no right rhyme or reason. Like even the price points, the times they're like just sort of all over the place. One will be fifty people showed up, and one mm. will be one person showed up. But like it's it's, it's just really sort of house. all over the, the place. House. And okay. I'm pretty sure, like I I mean the price ranges that we were in. I mean we had one was three seventy five and one was two ninety nine nine. I mean those price ranges that just tells me that that buyer pool has either given up or the majority of them have found something. No, well, that's what I was saying earlier. I was like, I feel like they're just, they, they, they're beat up. They're, mm, they're kind of tired. They're exhausted. Yeah. They're kind of tired and they're just kind of take mm-hmm. themselves out for a little bit. Yeah. One person told me, you know, I find myself now I, this is what Sue Bollinger had given this suggestion last year. I'm looking at houses, $50,000 less than my values, less than what I can afford just so I can bid $50,000 more than the list price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, we won't see that as much anymore, I don't think. Um, yeah. Sharon, you watched a webinar yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and I have some notes uh, from Lauren, who we hired for the summer, our little intern here. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you wanted to share with our listeners that you heard on the webinar from yesterday? Yeah. So, uh, P.S., I love Lawrence Yun. I have never made that a secret. He is the chief economist for the National Association of Realtors. And anytime he's on anything, I am glued to the screen. And um, one of the things that he said yesterday was that I found interesting is everybody, and I heard you guys talking about this earlier, is what does it mean when someone says the market is hot, the market is hot, the market is hot? I think right now that agents and people feel like the market is hot but it, it's more about the speed of what's happening. Mm. So it's like we're putting a house on the market and we're getting it under agreement right mm-hmm. away where that didn't happen previously in a normal quote unquote market is you'd put a house on the market in a week, two weeks. Like, you know, people were sort of um, savoring it a little bit. Yeah. But with they this, didn't feel as if it was going to get snatched out from exactly, underneath them. Exactly. They felt like they had time mm. to kind of look and research and communicate Uh and things like that. And then the one other big thing that I did get out of it is this is not a bubble from what anybody and everybody can see. I, like I said, we just talked about appraisals, like the the value of houses is not going to go down Mm -hmm. unless they go in and put that appraisal number in there. Yep. You know what I mean? So the numbers are what they are. Yeah. 
the numbers are what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, just a couple other things from it. Um, it's the the webinar yesterday. So um, the number of realtors mm-hmm. there are that was has increased. Oh um, yeah, because the market is so crazy, right, guys? Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Yeah. So it's uh, I have here that in 2019 there were uh, 1.4 million mm-hmm. realtors. In 2020, 1.48 million. Well, what's interesting is uh, Brian Buffini is the one that said that there was. 1.48 million. When Lawrence Young got on, he corrected him and said there's actually 1.5. Oh, mm. wow. There you go. Mm-hmm. Lawrence. Yeah. Lawrence. Correcting mm-hmm. the buff man. Lori Reaney calls him. Yeah, well, that's interesting. So that what does that tell you guys mm-hmm. what happened in 2020? Well, and that goes back to, I mean, I know one of the things you're going to talk about is what how much the average agent makes. But that's the other thing, too, is everybody thinking that this market is fast, this market is fast. It's, you know, there's more agents out there now, too. So that's where there's more competition and stuff going mm-hmm. on, you know, for the buyers, I think. Yeah. So years experience, 2019 was nine years, 2020, eight years. Um, I don't know the backstory of that part, but uh, mm. so um, I, think, I think it's just kind of interesting because what what his point was is that as the number of realtors in the industry goes up, the actual experience of those yeah. real estate agents goes down. Goes down. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have more agents than ever, but less experience out there than ever. So. What's in the, important in this room, we have what? Just in this room alone, we have what? 37, 38 yeah. years of experience? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Total. Um, average income 2019 was 49,700. 2020, 43,300. More agents, less money. Yeah. That's the other thing too, is that I think it's interesting that a lot of, um, I would say consumers out there, because you know our audience right now is probably people, not so much agents, but you know, they probably think, oh, agents are making a killing right now. Like uh, agents are just racking probably in. Probably one of my biggest pet peeves. <laughs> yeah, but like they don't understand that when there are more agents and you decide to, oh, I'm going to go with my cousin's friend who just decided to get into the industry. It yeah. takes away, and he has a full-time job working Monday through Friday, nine to five. It takes away from the people who did commit to making this their career, like mm-hmm. all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of all of us, in 2019, 57% were women. Mm. In 2020, 65% were women. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. real estate needs a nurturing hand. So that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, some, yeah, but some agents need to be nurtured as well. They need to get back to <laughs> the basic. learning basics. Skills. Um, realtors main communication over the past year. So texting was 93%, telephone 90%, email 89%. Yeah. And this was really interesting too when I was listening. Mary, I know that you were listening in too, and I don't know if you heard this part. Yeah. And I loved that he said this because one minute left. Here we are. We're a small, you know, we're a boutique company, mid-size, 30 to four agents, whatever. Uh, very much um, we are a team, but the office treats each other like a big team where we're always willing to help each other. I love when these big companies like they try to like you know David and Goliath try to squish us because of technology 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 and we all have the same internet we have all the same tools but when it right comes down to it the most important thing is texting the telephone hello calling and email it has nothing to do with all the new shiny fancy yeah, things that are out there so yeah yeah. Well, that is our music. You guys, so. you ladies did such a fantastic job. And I will be uh, calling in from Eggertown next week on nice. the boat as I did last year. So I look forward to that. And yeah. you can tell me what the topic is. Sure. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Happy, Happy 4th. 4th, everybody. Bye, Ben. Have a good night.